My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and yet very strategic choices that all of us could make in order to be fully alive. Today in the studio, I just had a great time with my friend, Dr. Tyler Schwanz, talking about these three words, try something new. He inspired me as he always does to not keep living the same year over and over again, but to make all 80 or 90 or 100 years of my life different, unique, exciting, and adventurous. This is a very important conversation, particularly during a time when people are struggling with the mundane and the mediocre and just kind of the laws of life. If you're feeling that way, you're for sure going to enjoy this episode with very practical tips on how to become more fully alive. Listen in. Well, Dr. Tyler Swans, back in the Three Words podcast studio. I can't even keep track of how many times you have done an episode with me, but it has been probably at least, what, seven, eight? Something like that. Nine, yeah. ten. Or <laughs> but obviously, we've had a lot of new listeners, a lot of new viewers, um, particularly after uh, our episode, Date Your Spouse, went viral. And so there's lots of folks who probably don't even know who you are. So would you take just a minute, tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Tyler Schwanz. Uh, by profession, I'm a chiropractor. Uh, let's see. I have two children. Uh, I've been married for going on 12 years, and uh, I guess passions that I have. I love, uh, I love speaking to people. I love helping students, particularly chiropractic students. Um, in my free time, I love baking. I love snowboarding. Uh, just got back from a great trip with my brother, actually snowboarding didn't break anything. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. And so what are our three words for today? Uh, yes, our three words are try something new. So I wasn't surprised, my friend, to see that this particular three word phrase was assigned to you because I'm like, Tyler's already always trying something new. You're adventurous. You are, um, and I won't go into details about all the things you're doing, but you obviously talk about snowboarding and you're talking about your interests. You probably have as many hobbies as you have friends. You probably <laughs> have as many interests as you have important people in your life because you strike me as someone who is not only open to trying new things, but continually pursuing that path. Is that true? It's totally true. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like you, you mentioned it. It's like the more, the more hobbies you have, the more things that you're open to, um, the more friends you get. You know, I found myself when I was snowboarding with my brother a couple of weeks ago, um, in line, I got separated from my brother. Uh, and I was just in line talking to a fella from Canada, another one talking to, uh, him. He was from Tennessee and, uh, we connected and had I not like been open to going and doing something by myself, uh, I never would meet these new people. And I mean, that's just a small example, but like how many times do people say no to something? Cause they've never done it before. And they end up probably not meeting a lot of people that they otherwise would have had really cool interactions with. My friend, small example, that's a huge example. I mean, here at Three Words and DB Coaching, we talk all about the significance of human connection. Yeah. And so I would not have even thought we would go there right away, but I'm glad we are in this conversation that when you try new things, you actually meet new people, yeah. right? And you actually develop new friendships. And I mean, that in of itself inspires me and motivates me to say, let's expand my hobby mm-hmm. uh, base because I want to meet as many people as I possibly can, particularly fascinating people that are going to be probably connected to different new things that if you didn't pursue that, you would never meet that entire population or that demographic or that kind of interest, special interest group of people. Right. It's so special. Like the time that we have here on earth, it's so short. And do I want to get to year 80 of my life and having lived 
80 years in repetition the same year over and over and over again? Or do I want to live 80 different years? Like I tend to believe like I could live like a lot of different lifetimes within my one lifetime if I keep on trying new things and eating new things and exploring new areas and taking different ways home, you know, and all these different kinds of like big, small, like I think trying something new on a daily basis is a pretty good goal for people to do. Mind blown. Again, you're saying things like, what does it look like to not live an 80-year life, but to to live 80 lifetimes in 80 years? And and I love this. This is really good. I'm trying to think of the previous episode we talked about. Hopefully, you'll remember it. But it was actually, we were talking about all these new, oh, cheering for others. Oh, yeah. Because in many ways, in that cheering for others episode, I'm glad it came to mind, um, you talked a lot about these kinds of things things like yeah. doing unique things and trying new things and experimenting with new things. Um, so what have you been experimenting? What have you tried recently? That's like <laughs> awesome. How much time you got? Oh, let's go. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, how do you know? How do you know if somebody's baking sourdough bread? Do you know? Don't worry. They'll tell you like <laughs> I'm baking sourdough bread. Don't worry. I will tell you all about it. Um, I tried it out three, three and three and a half years ago. And it's just, taken over so much of my creative like need. I uh, Growing up, I was a singer. Uh, I was on stage, musical theater, loved that. Haven't gotten to do that since uh, since having kids. But, uh, but then I found this baking thing and it's come out of nowhere and I've uh, grown to make connections with a ton of my patients at the office, um, just chatting with them. And learning. giving them free bread. I know. Now I have a bunch of sourdough buddies. Um, we trade starters. You know, it's, it's really fun. And for me, I guess we're circling back to it, but it's like it is about the, the relationships and the friendships that you do make when you are trying something new. I, uh, a lot of people think it's pretty random that their chiropractor is giving them free bread, which is something that we're doing right now, um, because I love baking. And so I'm just going to share that with the world, but it seems random, but at the same time, um, I, I answer them and I kind of challenge them with like, when's the last time that you tried something for the first time? And when you think about it as an adult, how, how often are you trying something for the first time? Like when we're a kid, you know, everything is new. Walking is new. Talking is new. Every food is new. But as you accumulate in years, eventually you like, you've tried it all, right? And a lot of people, they get stuck in that rut because the last time they tried something new, maybe they failed. And I think part of the human condition, we just don't like to fail. We don't like to be wrong. We don't like to fail. And doing something new typically means doing it poorly. And if you like it, you can continue on until you can eventually do it really, really well. But I think that holds a lot of people back. I'm going to pause right now in the middle of this episode with Dr. Tyler Swans and invite you to not hit play again until you've identified what is something new that I could try. Once you have that locked in, restart the episode and continue the conversation. You know, very insightful. I didn't expect that you would be bringing in one of our deepest fears, the fear of failure and avoidance of risk um, and not looking stupid or not knowing what we're doing was you're actually encouraging that. That's part of the process of trying new things. Uh, I think about, you just brought several memories to mind when I was a kid, the things that we would try, no one was really thinking when I was eight or nine or 10 years old and we were in the woods with our friends and we were doing all these crazy things in the neighborhood. Like no one was ever thinking, oh, is this going to make me look dumb? Mm -hmm. Or is this new thing going to not work out well? We were like just free spirits. And then over time, like I think you're right, Tyler, we're conditioned to pursue order over originality. Mm -hmm. And we begin to think, I just want my life to be clean and tight. 
but then it's boring and you use the term stuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, don't be boring. You know, uh, my son was learning, uh, you know, like many young kids were learning how to floss and I'm not talking about flossing his teeth. I'm talking about the dance. Oh. And so like he was learning how to do it. And I got to admit when he first tried to do it, like it was not right. It was not, it was not the floss as you and I may know it. And, but he was like, dad, am I doing it? Am I doing it? And like full send, like no reservations, loving it. And I was like, yeah, totally, dude. Like you are killing it. And he's like, grandma, check it out. Look, I can floss. He could not floss, but he doesn't care. And uh, I guess in pursuit of that sort of just, like you said, free spiritedness to be able to try new things without fear of failure or without fear of consequence. And I, I think the other piece of that is to, that, that makes you successful in doing this is to surround yourself if you surround yourself with people that it's, it's safe to try new things with, then you're more apt to try new things. You're back to relationships, back to human connection, back to the stuff that we most care about, that all of this is actually, excuse me, a conduit to um, having deeper connections with human beings. Um, you know, I actually remember another episode. Again, all of our conversations are beginning to come to the front of my mind. One of the episodes that we had and a great conversation we had that kind of ties into this as well is nobody notices normal. Yeah. And in many ways, you're one of the most abnormal people I've ever met, but in a very positive, dynamic, exciting way. But you haven't just stumbled into that. You have actually chosen that. You have cultivated that. You have pursued that. And for you, it is fun. Yeah, I hope to not be normal, you know? I figure, yeah. uh, I figure, you know, like I said, like living only a small amount of years on this earth, like mm. I'm going to try and be as abnormal as possible. If most people don't go after their dreams, if most people have all of these regrets, you know, on their, on their deathbed, like I hope to be extremely abnormal. If that's, if that's normal, then I don't want any part of it. Um, so I told you my brother and I just went snowboarding and, uh, I had to learn how to snowboard. You know, I didn't, I wasn't believe contrary to popular belief. <laughs> I wasn't in the X games. I didn't, I wasn't born knowing how to do it. Uh, most people probably learn as a kid. I learned when I was 27, which by the way is way too old to learn how to snowboard. At least that's what most people would tell you. And uh, the story is kind of funny. I mean, I ended up going and renting a snowboard because my wife needed to spend some time on the bunny hill in her skis. And I was frustrated with her. I was like, you have to learn how to ski again. Like you've gone like five times. Why do we always have to start on the bunny hill? And I said, tell you what, in the amount of time that you're going to learn, relearn how to ski, I'm going to learn a totally new sport. And so it was like out of this, like not my best self, but like <laughs> just doing it. And so I went out there and you better believe I got like concussion. I thought I broke my wrists. I kept on catching edges. It's like, if you know, you know, like if you, if you're a snowboarder, I fell in every way imaginable. But after that really, really, really hard day, like for the past 10 years almost, I've had this thing that now has taken me to Colorado and Whistler, Canada and New York. And it's got me some really great quality time with my boys and with my brother. And I look forward to the future that has opened up to me. But like trying something new that day was extremely painful. And I'm thankful that I went through with it, though. So here's all the lessons that I'm hearing from you. And obviously, trying new things connects you to new people that you would have never met otherwise. And as we all know, everyone who was once our, who, who, everybody who is now our closest friends are once strangers. And so what a great way to meet extraordinary people. It also is going to keep us from living a mundane, mediocre, and boring life. Mm -hmm. Are there other benefits? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are health benefits as uh, a chiropractor. I'm always focused on that element of any of our three words and trying something new, like novelty to the brain is like a drug. Oh, here we go. Like when something, when you're experiencing something new, like the brain gets this hit of, of neurotransmitter that excites it. It's like, wow, that's different. That's different from the pattern. And it immediately tries to systematize it and regular, you know, regulate it and put Mm -hmm. it into your pattern. So the second you do something new, your brain tries to turn it into something normal. Which means like very quickly, like you do, you try something new. You're like, hey, I tried this new recipe. And all of a sudden you're like, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And you don't even realize it. And so I think the health benefits of trying something new and shocking your brain with a new piece of reading material or a new, you know, a new fact or a new skill that, you know, kind of combines the the physical elements of health yeah. with the, the, uh, the cognitive growth elements of health is probably linked to longevity. I have to think like if you are trying something new on a very regular basis, your brain has to stay new has to has to stay sharp it has to adapt to this novelty all the time so yeah i think there are even health benefits to trying something new well for sure in the kind of the neuroelasticity or is, is that the right term this neuroplasticity. idea neuroplasticity it, it is funny you know i was thinking about the episode i did with my son justin on shaking things up and he was mm-hmm. talking about how he needed to keep doing that to stay fresh mm-hmm. and so this i mean who would have expected that our conversation would lead to the fact that you'll not only live uh, that there'll be more uh, years in your life, but more life in your years. Man, what am I going to start that's brand new? I feel like I need something right now to say, uh, but it doesn't need to be dramatic, right? No. It could be, I'm going to read a new book or I'm going to try a new thing or I'm going to, um, it doesn't need to be this, like, I'm going to go snowboard totally. so I can break my wrist like Dr. Tyler yes. did <laughs> or yes. almost did. But there could be just small little things that I'm always continuing to try. Do you really drive home different directions to your house? You, you mentioned this early on. Like That was one suggestion that I made in our uh, in our recent newsletter. Um, I wrote a little bit about this. You know, January is a time right. where people are, are thinking about this uh, as it's top of mind. And I think it's a great opportunity at the beginning of the year to try new things. And, um, yeah, you could try, I mean, food is a really great option. Um, if you find yourself in a rut, you know, there's, you know, 365 days in a year, how many times can you eat different things or how many repeats are you really going to be satisfied with? So you could eat something different. You could, you know, you try, try different restaurants. Um, you could meet people at different places. You could mm-hmm. go to the park, you could go for a walk. You know, how many times do you just go meet people for coffee? You know, try tea. I don't know. Try chai tea latte. I don't know, whatever, you know, go crazy. Why um, not? Little, but like, the little things, uh, you know, little changes will lead to larger changes and make you more comfortable with trying new things. Yeah. And even like dating, you know, obviously if those of us who are in romantic relationships, you don't want to do the same date every single Thursday at 8 PM, the same restaurant, same food, same, that's going to get boring. Totally. Try new things, right. And to to make it, you know, energetic, it brings energy and excitement uh, to your life. So Tyler, I'm so thankful for this conversation Uh, as always very insightful, um, and I'm guessing, again, I'm going to give you the final word, but I'm guessing you're going to say to all of our viewers and listeners, go what? <laughs> yes. Uh, I suppose, uh, I had a, I had a teacher in high school that I could tell that although he was alive, you could no longer see, you know, that passion within him as an educator. It was one who would throw up the same exact, um, uh, overhead projection that he'd been doing for the past 30 years. And I spoke with him one time about it, even when I was in high school, I was like, how long have you been doing this? He's like, oh, you know, I got it on lock. I don't have to think. I don't have to work. I don't have to like show up basically is what he was saying. And I remember thinking like that, does, even as a high schooler, like that, I don't think that sounds awesome. 
I don't think that sounds like something I want. Hmm. And so I think it was probably at that moment where I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to be different than that. I'm going to continue to keep things fresh and, and to try something new and to live every day of my life, every year of my life, not the same year over and over and over again. What a fantastic, great, inspiring challenge. Thanks again for our conversation today, Tyler. I wanted to, at the end of our episode today with Tyler Schwanz, invite you to actually go to dmbcoaching.com slash subscribe. There's actually a digital newsletter that we send out to all of our friends every single month that were, that is written and designed by my dear friend, Dr. Tyler Swan. So he is the editor. He is a creator of this great content, free insights, inspirations, and practical tips to living the very best version of you. Would you subscribe to that newsletter to stay more connected to us? And again, thank you for listening to Three Words today, and we look forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks.